It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Here we go. Bo's got his tea. I got my bubbly. We're ready to go. Shouts out to Go Currency for making it all possible. I want to first thank. I want to thank Go Currency. All this wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for them. Is that how it goes? How are you, my friend? I'm good. You doing okay? Yeah. Uh, I got. I, I, I didn't get my flu shot yesterday, so oh, for work you, I'd do flu shot, and like I think it's Tdap and TB. So I got the triple the triple dose, and I mean it's like. Are you kind of kicking in your it, ass it here? It started kicking in this afternoon. Okay, like, oh, so so do you, like do you get? Can you give me? You know, can you give? Are you like? I'll give you the best can hour. You give me, that can I got. you give me forty five? I got the best hour that I got. And then I'll try to close. Then then we'll go to the bull. We'll bring in Mariana Rivera. Me apparently. Yeah. I'll then try you're, you're gonna have to it. wheel me out of here. But I'll yeah, try we'll and close it out. In. I'll try and close if it Matt out. Matt has to do it. He'll do it. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff that I'm excited to talk about today. Uh, the one thing I wanted. To, did you do the Powerball thing? Did you did you buy a Powerball ticket? You nope. seem like nope. have you Gave ever up. bought a Powerball ticket in your life? Well, I know I I I have, but the, the one I missed was uh, Andy Sand, my roommate at the time. Yes. We were living out on West O. Uh, this is in college. He called me and said, hey, Powerball's up at 500 million as I'm driving down West O past a certain gas station. The next day, Shut up. that gas station's where all these people that worked at the meat packing no. plant won on a random ticket. So I was driving by it Shut at the time. Up. So I kind of, it's one of those that, you know, I mean, dude. Oh my God. I, you know, I wasn't probably going to get it, but like no, the fact but that it, it was, but it you were was, that close. I was, on the street, like driving by I where the know, ticket I, was. I've never heard that story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I, I don't think I bought one since. Well, Powerball is always interesting to me with how skewed we get with money when it comes to buying a Powerball ticket. If it's like $10 million, you're like, it's not enough. No. <laughs> not. <laughs> ten million. You really expect me to get out of, go out of my way and get out of my car and for a chance at $10 maybe million. Maybe that's smart, though. Maybe that's smart, though. It needs to be so much. Yeah. Like, if it's a trillion dollars, I'm buying it every time because right. if you get the trillion, the $1, right. you know, the, the, the hundred times you bet the $1, it's like, who cares, right? But it's, it's just interesting how, like, it once it gets to a certain crazy amount, then people are like, okay, now a billion. Yeah. Oh, it's $1 billion? Like, now it's worth my time. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's terrible. It's funny odds, to me yeah. how, that, how that works. Other thing I wanted to ask you about, this is officially, it's basketball season. I was in Lawrence, Kansas, did their exhibition game, did Creighton's opener. I got Creighton, we're taping this on a Wednesday, and I got Creighton's second game against North Dakota tomorrow night. It's officially the season where I'm napping in my car in various parking lots. Oh, like, wow. what can and can't you do in your car? Like, am I? I, I always, know how you get there. <laughs> we all know what you can't do, right? What was it in the hall pass where he gets caught? And he's like, What are you, Knight Rider? <laughs> like, brings back memories of being in high school. Yes, yes. But, uh, there's a part of me that even feels like when I, so I napped in a, in a Panera parking lot in Lawrence and then a Starbucks parking lot in Omaha. I tried to at least. <laughs> what is what? I, there's a part of me that feels like I'm breaking the law. Am I like? Could a cop walk up and be like, you know, hey, what are, what are you doing? Moving along here. Oh, what? Like huh? what? 
can't can I not park and sleep in my car you can for park a short and period sleep of time? At a gas station. I mean, right? Yeah, that's not a problem. Okay, I don't know what. What about there? The husband times now. I always do this. I get in my back seat. I've done this before. Where I get in my oh. back seat. No, not to nap. I get in my back seat if I got to change. Like if I'm in like. If I'm not in my suit, I've yeah. changed into a suit in my back car, that backseat of like my rental car on the road. People think like, man, man, TV, man, it must be so glamorous. It's like, meanwhile, I'm at like parking lots, napping and changing in my can. That's, so yeah. when, when does it get to be like indecent exposure um, coming I this think summer? If you're, if you're in, <laughs> if you're in your car. I'm not. I mean, I'm not getting like, like you're buck in nasty your, naked. I think it's kind of like if you're in your car, you're in your house a little bit. Like, look, like it becomes this is my what house. What goes on below the window is my business <laughs> in my car. You know, like if it's your house and they're peeping on you, that's a Tom that's peeper. what it feels like to me a little bit. But like, you can be naked in your house walking around, right? I don't naked get guys. naked in my car, but I'm in my. I've, I'll be in my boxers for a second before I get the, yeah. the Nick. I think the pants on. In my opinion, well within the lines of. What goes on below the window <laughs> is your business. Okay. I just want to know that what what I can and cannot do in my car. I'm going to vote can for I pants can. off well, under the window slide. It's funny. The window line's a big deal, though. The window line, anything below the window line, like, come like on. If you're trying to, like, yeah, maneuver moon, around and if I'm, if I'm more, up in the window, then it's a whole other. <laughs> above the window, you know, like, that's ridiculous. Above you know? the rim is not just uh, a movie Tupac is in. It's the line you keep your butt below. You cannot do it above the rim. But, okay, you, you bring up voting. I got a little voting thing for us. It's going to be for, for coaching candidates. Like, we're going to reset. I wrote down 10 candidates, nine, and then I left room for a write-in. We're going to go through all of them. And, like, if they're on the ballot for, okay. ne for Nebraska football head coach, because it's, you know, we've in everybody spirit, voted. Like, in the, in the spirit, spirit of voting, elections, like, yeah. would you vote for them? So we'll get into that. Uh, and then I got some uh, I got some other things that, that with Whipple, some of his quotes, Mickey Joseph, some of his quotes. Uh, very interesting stuff to get into. And I want to pick your brain as well. But do we need to? We haven't done a song of the week in a while. Yeah, we better do, we, we, we we better do it here. for a week, I think. We, we were, did. Well, we did no, we did no video for for like one of the mid midweek pods here. So okay, you you're in charge of the song of the week. It's gonna be something, something. Give me something, man. Give me give me rolling with something. Are you just gonna hit me with it? Or are you gonna give me any intro? What we got here? I guess I should probably so bring this up too. The intro is I want to test your knowledge. So this oh, is wow. a, this is a song. Um, it's not an obvious one, probably, but if you know your movies. This is a song from a scene in a movie. It's a famous scene. Oh God! See, this and is gonna, I'm like, going to give you not the wood. Yeah, I know. If it ain't this... the wood, boys in the hood. <laughs> I, I'm not or the mask. I'm not playing to your strengths right now with this, but uh, <laughs> I will say this. I'll give you hints as we get going. Okay. Okay. I'm going to so, be bad at this for the listeners. Let's see who can get it the fastest uh, when you're listening to it. But <laughs> okay, um, I got it up. So good. is that going to be loud enough? Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I think we need. Oh God. Oh man, okay. Okay, now that this is where the hints start coming. There is something in this room that should give this away. It is a sports movie. 
I repeat, it is a, it is sports, a sports movie. It's in a sports movie, a scene from a sports movie. Oh, God. There's something on the wall in this room. Is it our boy Costner? It is Bull Durham. Los Lobos, I got loaded last night. So, yes. Okay, do you know the scene? Yes. That. Well, maybe I don't know the it's, scene. It's the rain out. You know, remember when they, when they have to, he's trying to get the team out of a yeah, slump? Yeah. And they do the, uh, they get the sprinklers and they, he gets, he goes, I promise, I guarantee I'll get us a rain out. So he does the sprinklers. <laughs> yeah. And then they run around the bases yeah. and it kind of sparks their like camaraderie. Yes, right, right. Um, so, yeah. So I, I picked that, but I had another reason for picking that. Okay. So I just read, Ron Shelton just wrote a book. Uh, okay. So Ron good. Shelton just wrote a book. Okay. Okay. Look at you. You brought uh, you brought props. You brought. I did my homework. Okay. So it's called the Church of Baseball. So it's basically about the making of that movie. And this okay. is probably my favorite. This is probably my favorite all time baseball movie. Oh wow. Yeah. So that's, that's saying something because over some... the years, yeah, over the years, this one has just kept climbing. Right. Um. And so, like, I found myself the last like handful of years. Every summer, I watched this like a few times. Right. And then when this came out this uh, this summer, I read it. And I mean, it's just awesome. It's all about well, any major illuminating anecdote from the book that. Well, so so Ron Shelton played minor league baseball. Okay. So that's why partly why it's so good. Right. Um, but, you know, it's all it's about like the script. Like he goes through like this is a script he had. He had it forever. Right. Um, and like if you into like how films are made. And yes. That it's so it's like fun in that sense. Uh, but there's just a ton of those little tidbits of your fans of the movie. Oh, that you, wow. You pick up. I, I, there's a couple things I thought you'd really like, though, just in terms of like where the movie industry is now right. compared to where it was. So uh, they released it in 1989, right? Um, and he said they released it in June. And this, this was the summer lineup they were competing against, okay? Red Heat with Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Great Outdoors with John Candy, uh, Big... Die Hard, Coming to America, Cocktail, Midnight Run, Rambo 3, Poltergeist, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Wow. That was the state of movies in the summer of 1989. Wow. Those is are like that, all like home run, home run, that's home what I'm run. Saying. So like he kind of like he goes through like how hard it is to get a movie made. Yeah. And, you know, they go through test screenings and like the test screenings are a huge deal. I didn't understand how big of a deal they yeah. are. But the audiences in these test screens, they get they rate each scene and they didn't necessarily test well and if you don't test well they either shred your film up and do something different with it reshoot it or they just throw it in the can and so they, they barely made it but this scene boulder Bull Durham barely made it barely made it okay this scene is the meeting of the mound it's yes like probably the most famous scene yes. from the movie every studio exec wanted it cut they wanted it cut the whole time and so like Shelton's like, no, you understand, like the baseball, like people yes. will love this. Yes. This is like, this is the stuff people right. love. And they wanted to cut the scene over and over. And so stuff like that in this wow. book that was really what well, it makes you think like how many great scenes have we been robbed of over the years, potentially because yeah. it got cut because some test, oh, you know, said it. No, no, that scene's got to go. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he, so he was telling about his uh, one of his favorite scenes was with Sarandon and Cosner. And yes, he, he says he calls it this this title in the in the or this chapter head is kill your darlings you part sometimes you have to do that things right? that yeah things that like you don't think will work like work and then the things that you're like you absolutely believe to your heart will 
actually won't. So it's like it's a really that would be hard if you yeah. feel really good as a as a filmmaker about a certain scene, and then everybody's like, no, nah, no. Nah. Well, one thing you and I were talking about, like it was really when the thirty for thirty stuff started to take off. The future of sports movies in general, like any more. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Any more, it seems like it's either got to be some original made up story then you could make it yeah but often like remaking a re remaking something it's getting harder it's getting like a miracle now you would just make a documentary about it yeah. you know and so i don't know because did you watch sandler i can't remember sandler had that nba movie I didn't like it at all you didn't enjoy it no i thought Why it was I like what that was called it was uh, called hustle maybe hustle that's right i watched it and it was just kind of like eh. it was okay it was okay but uh, Ben Affleck had a, it's called The Way Back, I think. Ben Affleck was like a star basketball player, alcoholic, came, came back to coach the high school team, like yeah. all that stuff. Like kind of one of those movies, you're like I've seen this movie a million times. I did, I did see that one, actually. And it was okay. It, it was wasn't right. bad. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, I'm trying to think of the last good sports movie. I know it. I know it. it it's because uh, I just watched it. Uh, King Richard, Will Smith as yeah. Venus. Really, my wife. Really, my good. wife at, was like at times oh, yeah. crying. Like I watched it on a on a flight and was like, "That's the best sports movie that's been out in a long time." It's just the problem is Will Smith. And they slapped, slapped, Chris he Rock. slapped a mother trucker, and then it was just like, yeah. "Yeah, yes, you're right. That that is that's a but, good movie." But in some ways, that technically that's a sports movie. But that's more of like a father and daughter, father movie. and like a biography. But that's what I think is great. That's what I mean because. Like you don't have to be like sports only, right? Like yeah. I think it's sports has to run through the movie, right? That's all yeah. that really matters for a great sports movie. Because like you know, Bull Durham, they talk about this like they never had the big game, right? The story was the the love triangle between Nuke Lelouch, Susan Sarandon, yes. and yeah. Cosner's character Crash Davis, right? And so that's the story, and it ends when Nuke gets the call to go, you know, called up the right. big leagues, right? They, you know. You never find There's out what never, happens. Yeah. You know, the season didn't matter. It was right. the love triangle that mattered. But the baseball is so authentic in the minor league feels so authentic. But you That's have to have, you're right. Like you could have a sports movie where like a, the, a sport is like a part of like the through line, but it's not necessarily the main thing of what yes. it is. Even like, I, would you characterize Jerry Maguire as a sports movie? If I, it, it barely gets into a sports movie, I would call it, like a barely a sports movie May, maybe well, it's so it? good though it's so oh good. yeah uh well speaking of you and i were like everybody bashed this movie speaking of costner i kind of enjoyed draft day i loved it I, like okay. i i enjoyed, I enjoyed draft I, day I, I so enjoyed. i would say maybe that would be because when i was thinking like king richard obviously was you know very recent you maybe the next best one is draft day draft day was 2014 god it was that long that's ago. how long it was so funny you say that Chris Lyon and me had lunch the other day and he was brought up draft day and he rewatched. He says, it's, you know, we, he loves it too, but he, the greatest thing he said was, it was like, <laughs> how, how bad they missed in some areas. Like he said, like, you remember like they were going, the one quarterback was kind of, they were like, they realized he was kind of a, a, a dud. Yeah. And they're like, but the guy they had is like, the, the trainer was like, guess how much he was squatting last year. <laughs> guess how much he squats this year. And he goes, Guess how much she benches. And like the me and Lion are like dying over yeah. this because like 
quarterbacks, it doesn't matter it doesn't, how much. I've never. That's never. a non-football person right. being like, you know, we should have to do the quarterback works out really hard this offseason and he gets really strong. It's like, isn't no that, wrong position, wrong. It's amazing that enough yeah. people, you don't necessarily have to be like a hardcore football yeah. person to know, like, wait a minute. Does that really apply to a quarterback? It's basically that that enough enough people yeah. let that like look. Yeah, this is good. We're going with yeah. with the quarterback is where. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, That's think great. About this. Think about what Kevin Cosner did. Think how like he's the he's supposed <laughs> to be the greatest GM ever. He traded away three first round picks for the guy that would have been sitting there at like fifteen. Right. <laughs> right. You know, like, it ends up being like a thing where he you think he totally it, it's it's positioned like boy did he. He, he was it. playing chess and just crushed everybody. It's like, eh. no, at the last minute, he he wavered from his <laughs> philosophy and almost made the biggest mistake you could ever. Right. Make. You know, it's like so it's funny when you like talk that out. Like, how I, I, bad do think, I do think, though, it's a great the, the whole anecdote of why you didn't need anybody go to Bo Callahan's birthday. You know, it is pretty good. Like, that's a pretty like those are the kinds of things that you really put yourself in the position yeah. of a general manager or if you're like just any sort of of person that's making a draft selection, like little things like that could be like, huh? I think those are the hardest type of things to judge though. It's like when it's a lot of hearsay and you right. don't actually know somebody, but right. they can get in front of you and say all the right things. Like you got to <laughs> see to somebody's soul in a, in a meeting or two. That's really tough. I do wonder how those conversations go on draft day where, you know, he gets the guy, he gets the guy and he's like, you know, and there's like the quick conversations hang up. Even you see it in Moneyball. Brad Pitt calls, yeah. you know, the whole he has a whole line when you get the answer you want, like hang up. And the whole like, I wonder how how snarky those those conversations really get. Well, I mean, what was Cosner's line? And he goes, you pancake eating. Yeah, you pancake eating mother. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, <laughs> I mean, it, it's great. I mean, but Cosner makes movie. it all work. He kind of just has right. that. Um Probably the greatest sports movie actor ever. By I mean, probably I by a mile. Who else would be like? Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, Sandler. Sandler incorporates a lot of sports. I mean, Happy Gilmore, Waterboy, Waterboy. Yeah, but but Costner did for the love of the game and right. Draft Day. That's four. That's a lot. Really good ones. Oh, that's good. Tin Cup. Tin Cup. Costner's that's right. The king. Let's just say Costner. He's the king. The king. Yeah. he is the king. Uh that was good. I enjoyed that conversation. The Dick Bob Podcast is powered by Peerless Energy Systems. You may hear a name like Peerless and think, man, that's an interesting name. Well, let me elaborate here. If you're the owner, Ed McMorrow was watching the 1998 Orange Bowl, Nebraska, Tennessee, and Peerless Price was a wide receiver for the Tennessee Volunteers, and he was asked about his name on the sidelines, and he said it meant, quote, without equal. So that model stuck with Ed, and when the company was launched in 1999, just a year later, he wanted to create a company that was without equal in the industry. So Peerless Energy Systems was born. Peerless is the Solaire authorized distributor for Nebraska and Iowa. They go to market via local distributors and make some of the best air compressors and ancillary compressed air equipment in the industry. Peerless has three core values. Reliable, dedicated, responsive. And that's exactly what you get when you get Peerless Energy Systems on your team. They are locally owned and operated. They have certified compressed air auditors on staff. They have a large local dedicated rental department and 
24-hour emergency response for service parts and rental equipment. Pretty good right there. So if you're in manufacturing, food processing, utilities, transportation, refineries, maybe you work in a body shop, car dealer, automotive, countertop makers, I could go on and on, but you get the point. For any air compressor needs, Peerless Energy Systems has you covered. Go to peerlessenergy.com. That's peerlessenergy.com. Speaking of of coaches and decision making, Real quick, let me see my phone real quick because I want to play some. I want to. I want to read some to you. And I want to play some for you. So you can put, put the headphones. I on love when we go second. music heavy. Well, this isn't music. This is gonna be a oh. this is gonna Mickey quote. But but a couple of things I want to get into first before we get into the quarterback discussion. So one thing that you and I stumbled upon at the end of our our last pod. Oh God, we're playing music still. So this is great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I stopped it by the way. The the old quote over the summer, Pat Narduzzi was on a podcast in the summer. He's the pit coach, and obviously Whipple was his offensive coordinator. And Narduzzi had a quote that that I remember at the time thinking, like, man, this seems like sour grapes. He's pissed. He lost his offensive coordinator, yada, yada, yada. Now that you, you read that quote and then having watched Whipple call plays for nine games and you reread this quote, and then I'm going to play a Mickey soundbite at, at Mickey's press conference, and then we're going to kind of talk about it. But so Pat Narduzzi's quote, in the summer about Whipple was, quote, our old offensive coordinator had no desire to run the ball. Everybody knew it. He was stubborn. Wake Forest was 118th in run defense, and we threw the ball every down. When we when we ran it, we ran it for 10 yards, but that wasn't good enough. You now hear, you, you that quote lands a little different now. Yeah. Because we've talked about just the the reluctancy to to not just stick with the run. Then Mickey Joseph at his press conference uh, in the middle of the week, listen, listen to what he talked about with Big Ten football. So l- listen, listen to this. This is Mickey Joseph. You got to be happy with him. And so we got to say, hey, you got a three-yard run. Let's, let's pat it back up and go back at it again, and maybe we get another three-yard run. You know, nice third and four is manageable. We pat it up. Got to be happy with a three-yard run. We pat it up. We go back to it again. I mean, that's something we've talked about a lot with Whip. We've been, I mean, the last four weeks, Nick, we've been beating that to death probably. And to hear Mickey say that tells you that, like, that message now is in his head. And the other coaches are thinking it too. Right. Like, I I mean, we knew Whip liked to throw it. But, man, it's like when you see somebody that you can – feel doesn't really want to run the ball when you kind of need to it, it puts you at a, at a bit of a crossroads right i mean and so uh yeah it's it's you know i think we i don't know if we even talked about just being happy with three yards yeah you know he and so committing to the run it takes patience on a variety of levels and it'll just now be interesting depending on who starts at quarterback, what this offensive like approach looks like really for the rest of the season now. Mm-hmm. Because you read that quote, you listen to Mickey, you watch you know, Mark Whipple call plays, it does kind of feel like there, there needs to be more of a desire to legitimately establish the run. And you know maybe Mickey will, will force him to... But I don't know what that really even looks like. I don't, this I mean, is what's really hard. Because like so we were talking about this a little bit, the dynamic. Mark Whipple was, in a way, Mickey's boss up until right. game four. And then Mickey became the head coach. 
and Mickey was turning Whipple loose. Whipple, right. do your thing. And it wasn't until I think these last two or three games where, I mean, Oklahoma was the first game that I think they realized like, oh, we didn't get any favors from our offense that game in right. terms of holding on the ball, like big picture game plan. I think it's been the last three games now where it's now forcing Mickey's hand almost to, are you going to let whip do what he does and tell him, Hey man, it'd be good to run the ball. Or are you going to step in and say, whip, this is what I want. And you're going to do it because that that's a whole different thing. Yes. And that's hard to do, especially when the dynamic has changed like that. You know, Whipple's an older guy that's been used to being in charge of his thing. Like this is your unit. Do what you do. Um, and there's nobody else that can do it, Nick. This is Whip's offense. So it's she, hard. Here's where it's hard to tell Whip what to do because it's his offense. Nobody else can run it. It's no, not like exactly. the backup coordinator right. can do it if Whip doesn't want to do it. It's like it's Whip's show right now, kind of. Well, and the thing that uh or it's not like the head coach, like there's some sort of scenario where like for it, same scenario, Frost needed to take over calling plays, like he could do that, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh but the the reason the, one of the reasons that it this should be it's it's challenging because it's Whipple's offense and it's challenging because it's not what necessarily he is he wants to do but it's not only a it, it's it feels like it because of the injury to Casey Thompson that this should be like even more of a no brainer for him to do it like I get it when Casey Thompson's out there and you got Trey Palmer to continue to want to kind of take shots down the field and all those yeah. kinds of things but like. So it's just, you know, not only do you probably need to do it because of the opponents and the, your defense and all those sorts of things, but you need to do it because of now your quarterback situation, too. So it just it seems but, like. Yeah, I think for me, it was I, I I I try really hard not to not to. Be overly critical of like certain play, but but man, I just like especially when when Thompson's out and you bring in Chubb, right. like. You got to you got to help the team out. You got to think bigger than your little offense. Like you got to think about the entirety of the game. And I think that's where there is a bit of a blind spot. In For my sure. opinion, that's what I think. And it, okay, so with the quarter, I want to get into a quarterback discussion here because uh, it's still it's Smothers and Purdy seem like there's there's been kind of battling once again. Casey Thompson his status is still uncertain. Uh, hard to read i also think you, you try to read too much into what they say a part of the gamesmanship is to not maybe casey's practicing all week and they're gonna try to say he ah, i don't know about casey like you want to make michigan have to prepare to not know exactly who they're preparing for i think mickey said in the paper like this was i read today's paper which was tuesday's practice if he doesn't go wednesday yeah i'm not playing him right so that means that i don't know if he practiced today but we'll see so he mickey did bring up and i wanted to ask you about this two things he brought up how Mickey has talked to Logan about wanting Logan Smothers to be a better practice player yeah. and all those sorts of things. Two two things within that. The first one, because the second one we're going to, I want to really ex expand on. Don't you think there gets to a point where, like, I always do think practice has to matter for everybody, but don't you think there gets to a point where the game results have to matter as well? Like, and I hate turning on the mic and really like, I, I don't, I don't mean to like crush Chubba Purdy, but I like, I think you've you've seen a big enough sample size of him at the quarterback spot that I even think he, I, I just can't imagine trotting Chuba back out there as a starter brings about a bunch of confidence for the team either. The the biggest point is that like confidence from him, right? Yeah, he, he has shown 
other than maybe a couple scrambles he had in the first drive of last game, I mean, he every time he's come in, something bad has happened. Right. And his decision-making has been bad, and he hasn't thrown the ball good, which is, that's what they say he is. He's the better thrower. So, like, he hasn't thrown it well. So, to me, he hasn't checked any boxes. And more than that, when I hear Mickey talk about him, yeah. Chubba, Chubba's got to settle down. Chubba is... We got to talk to Chubba after every he, play. Yeah, we got to calm him down. Got to calm he's him got, down. He, he's, he's a wreck. He's not seeing it. <laughs> he's, he's not, not seeing it. Like All these things I, are like... But it's weird. That's, it's, that's what my problem is. If you say that about somebody, the rest of the team knows it. They well, know it for sure. Right. And the thing that's weird is like, if you're saying that about... It's just weird that, that you're saying that about Chubba, yet you're willing to continually like see past all that and want to give him more chances. But for some reason, Logan doesn't fall into that category. I've always said for some reason for coaches, certain certain players fall into a folder of reasons why it can work and other players fall into a folder of reasons it can't work. And for whatever reasons, Logan has fallen into like, well, he can't do this. He can't do that. He can't do that. He can't do that. And Chubba, they only see like, well, he can maybe do this. He can maybe do that. I think it's a little bit of the Joe Gans problem. And I, I think a lot of it's physical. Like I think yeah. physical stature for coaches is a is a big deal, and Joe was kind of a smaller, unimpressive human, like physical. Yes, right. You buy Joe, you're, you're you're by Joe, and, and you're Joe, like, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but it's true. It's no, true. Joe's no, no, a, Joe, Joe's a buddy, so he. Oh yeah, like we love but Joe. Like, but Joe was really a good player, and we like. I know he probably. I think he earned the job going into 2007. I think he was the better quarterback, but the. The coaches, Bill Callahan had in his head, right? Sam Keller's the guy because he he looked the part. He talked the part. He had a presence. He, yes. he did all those things right. Um, so I think in their head, it was like it was already going to be Sam Keller. And Joe outplayed him, but Joe just didn't have that. I mean, if Joe would have been like 6'5 with right. a cannon, we're not even talking. Nick, Joe, Joe Gans is the starting quarterback. But he was six foot and he's, you know, yeah. not very, not 190 pounds, you know, quick, but not fast. But he was a crafty, good football player. Right. And it wasn't until he got his chance in a game that you're like, oh, every game Joe Gans plays, we score 50 points. Right. You know, and Sam Keller was throwing checkdowns all season to Marlon Luck. Remember? Like, yes. He, Marlon Luck has yeah. set the single season yeah. record. He dropped back and throw a check down. Like, right. He, it, it was amazing to see the difference when you got Gans in the game. Uh, just his command for the offense, his ability to make plays and think on his feet. That's that's a thing you can't find that out sometimes in practice. Well, okay, I want you. I want to expand on that, but I'm trying to get the the size. So Smothers is listed at six two one ninety, and yeah. Chubba's listed at six two two ten. But Chubba, see, Chubba, Chubba looks taller and more, almost more than Smothers twenty pounds. Is probably six one, one hundred and seventy five pounds, yes, soaking wet. You right, know, like he does not look like he's. He's slender. Just, yeah. he, it, so, okay, you bring up that practice thing because that was the next thing that I wanted to get into. Which It's weird you say that. Like, we... Everybody uses this cliche, and I've even been guilty of saying this. Like, well, you know, where some guys are just gamers. They don't look good in practice, but you throw them in a game and they're really good. Like, yeah. is that really true? Like, I um, help me out. I want to really go that. through your brain of, I can't really remember a teammate that was bad in practice like so bad that you wouldn't start them 
yet they were like great players? Um, I think it is. I don't think you can be bad in practice. I think the difference is. I'm try, I guess I'm trying to figure yeah, out what the, what like we mean quarter, by like oh, he's just a gamer. So it's a like, quarterback. What do we mean by that? What you can't find out about a quarterback is they don't get hit. Yes, they don't actually get hit or ta- like so. Like if you tackled full speed every play right. in practice, you'd know who all your players are. Yeah, but what happens is when you when you play the sort of like we have to practice safe. There's just a lot of positions where guys know how to do the things right in practice, but it's different when it's like. It's on, man. It's loose. Right. It's right. loose. So you got to do things past like, I caught it and then they tagged me off and I and I and I run the ball out forty yards because that's what I we do in our drills and right. It's like no, you got to catch and hold on to it when they're coming at you. Yes. as a receiver or you know the quarterback, you got to feel the the pressure and step up and avoid the sack. Like it's so much different if you know they can hit you yes. versus they can't hit you. Yes, and I'm telling you, some guys are practice players. Like they're right. really good in practice, and then the game comes, and it just feels, uh, ooh. It just okay, feels so maybe a that's a better weird. way to put it. I would say of the, of this situation, I think it's the opposite. I think you see, I've seen more guys that are good yes. practice players yes. that aren't good in the game. That's rather it. than the opposite. But I hear more about the opposite. Okay, I guess maybe so that's the better way. I, I to think put what it. happens is the the better practice player uh, gets put over the gamer, basically. Yes, but the the, the gamer, I don't think is a. Like they suck. They don't suck in practice. Right. They're good enough. They just like the things they do well. I think come out when it's like yeah, because the bullets a, when the bullets I, are flying, they're the ones that like they're more comfortable in it. Right. Because some guys are really good at drills, really good at situational things, yeah. all those kinds of things. And then there are some guys that just suck at drills, and they need a real game with real competition to really get them going. Like, but I, I'm just. I've heard people have started throwing that. They're like, maybe, maybe Smothers is just a game. Some guys, man, they just need the game. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe the way you've kind of, as we've talked this out, is the better way to put it. Like, maybe it's what we're really getting at is some people are better in a practice than they are. Some people are better when when the stakes aren't higher. Right. And when there is a certain structure you can kind of hide behind. Right. When it's a, like, dude, it's just different when. Like I say, when the bullets are flying, it's totally. That's different. like the old days when the Marines, like they'd fire yeah. live rounds because you find out if they, if they know it's blanks or something. Yeah, you're they a little act more differently, right? Than if it's live rounds. Yes, it scares. Well, because I wonder with Chuba, crap out of you. I wonder with Chuba if he sits in the pocket, hangs in there more. You know, just using Mickey's eyes, like he's not seeing it. Well, one way you don't see it is if all of a sudden you're like, "Holy shit, I'm going to get hit." We're in practice. You're standing there. You, you, go you'll, through your progression. Do you know you're why? You're not going to get hit. I'm wearing a green jersey. And and the starter's already out. If anybody touches Chuba, you're getting fucking reamed, yeah. you know? So, because if you notice, a lot of his pass, he just bails. Yeah. You know? And he and rarely then, steps up and hangs there. Yeah, I mean, Casey's done a pretty good job of stepping up, hanging. Yes. Um, Zach Taylor was like the best at that. Zach, that was in the day when you could tee off on quarterbacks, and Zach would step into throws and get and get a shot to the chin. <laughs> yeah, and that's but that that's that was the old that was the old uh, you know kind of I don't know what it, like it was like the the badge of honor we'll call it for quarterbacks from the seventies, eighties, and nineties was like, will you step up in the pocket, get make the throw, up. knowing you're going to get lit up, and still deliver through the ball, right? Take the shot. That was like if you, 
the big time, big nut quarterbacks. That's what they do. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out like, because I've heard a lot of people throw that throw this out there because people are trying to trying to get inside of what the heck is going on at practice between Logan Smothers and Chubba Purdy. And I'm trying to ha I want to have this conversation to try to at least based on our experiences in athletics of what that could mean. And so I just think I think we've explained. I think the biggest thing people understand is like, I really don't think it's a product of low. I've never seen a guy just be terrible in practice or like. I can remember certain guys who loafed it a bit in practice. Yeah. You know, like there, there definitely are guys that it's hard for them to get rolling. Yeah. Unless it's all of a sudden the lights are on. But usually those guys, you like, you kind of know what they are too. You're that's like, what you're I'm like, saying. Mm, like, you know, you're, I, I think in this, in football, it's more, I think probably skill position people, you get a little bit more feel for that. Like you get a feel for like, if it's a quarterback, even running back a little bit because it's like you're not, you know, right. you got to break tackles. You got to yes. make some, like, I don't I know how you could know. It's more skill position. I think the line, it's like, dude, it's either you're, you're, you're either doing a practice. Yeah. I think the lines, the linebackers, to say that stuff, you kind of know. I think it's probably more quarterbacks, running backs, receivers. Yeah. The gamer stuff comes out a little bit more. I'm just curious. I, I'd, I'd love to know because they have, it, it's, I will say, Mickey, if anything, is, is like, there are times he'll give you nothing and give you like the cliche no answer, and there's times he'll give you quite a bit. I he's think he's been, given too much right now. He's I like, think he's actually been pr almost too like some of the stuff he's talked about with Smothers and with Chubba. I'm like, ooh, ooh. Let's, well, don't tell don't tell anybody where Casey's at. Like, don't be right. like, yeah, Casey. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play him if he's on practice tomorrow. Like, I wouldn't say that. No. I'd say this is a good chance he's gonna like. I'd say I, I would. I, I would day day. Yeah, I, I would just be like, uh, I mean. Or we don't Listen, talk about injuries. We don't talk about injuries. We'll see. You know, he's or just you. You can just say he, he's going through the week of pro, uh, of preparation, and we'll yeah. see what happens on Saturday. Next question. Yeah, because you, you want to like put you want Harbaugh down. to go. Yeah. Who am I? Who am I playing against? Okay, I mean, because honestly, if you're Harbaugh and it's Casey Thompson, you got a whole different set of issues. Two, two game plans and make him do the work. Right. Make him but do but the even work. even I felt like Mickey's been like really honest with the stuff he's the pseudo kind of negative stuff he said about he's been in all reality he's been pretty negative about chubba and logan you know the yeah. stuff he's we talked about like oh, i gotta tell logan to call or chubba to calm down after every play you gotta talk to him you gotta all like smothers and then, isn't really and a then thrower. Smother, smothers <laughs> isn't a thrower smothers has got to practice better i've talked about him but like some of the stuff is like geez like yeah i think I, it must be in practice purdy is head and shoulders a better thrower but I think just with Smothers has a better feel for just running the ball, kind of being crafty right now. And I think the hard part is like in a game where you can't just line up and throw how you want to throw because we can't pass block well right. enough and they're going to light us up and our quarterbacks aren't comfortable enough. So it's like, it's almost, I think it just becomes Smothers is a safer optional. That's what I think. I, it's just, Based on what we've seen, I don't know how. Really, both guys got about the same amount of sample size as you, if you want to take Smothers Iowa start last year. Got about the same amount of uh, and it's Smothers has been good. I, I don't know how. Again, without seeing practice, but even not having to see practice, based on the five quarters of of starting quarterbacking I've seen, I don't know how it you could you could choose Chuba over over smothers at this point, but I think it, it comes back to it's whip sky and it's whips offense and whip once 
Yes, he, he wants, wants to, to do it. what he wants to do. And I think a lot of those are those kind of those deep outs and the, like Ch- Chuba can throw the ball on a, like in a way that I think Smothers struggles a little bit, like maybe on those deep outs and right. things like that. I think Smothers can throw, he can throw down the seam. He can throw some basic things, but I think if you're asked to make hard throws, it's, yeah. it's a bit, it's a bit of a challenge for him. So I guess that's probably where whips coming from. Um, and, but it's like I said, this is, Chubb is probably better from Whip's offense. It's right. his guy handpicked, but but you you know you brought up too like the dudes the dudes that kind of like there are some guys that just don't work hard in practice, but you know like I know on Saturday that dude will be ready to rock. Like you know you wish I, they would practice you wish hard, they would, but, but you know like you if you need him you need him. you you know like when shit gets real he's he's gonna he'll be he's gonna be yeah. in the fight you know but and so it's just. It's. I've heard a lot of people throwing out these these cliches and stuff with practice, and I wanted to have a conversation about that because I'm like, I don't really know what that even even means. Uh, yeah. Okay, get out our ballots because we're going to talk about coaches here in a second. Before we do that, I got to tell you about Go Currency. Does your business need easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans for up to five hundred thousand dollars with little or no money down. And terms for up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application, and the currency finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Offer may vary. Arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA, Currency Pursuant, CFL, License 60-DBO-54873. All right, ballots are out. I was thinking about it as, you know, you go through it, you're filling out your ballot voting, and I kind of, yeah, this is how much I think about sports. I'm like, well, this is gonna, what if they were all like Husker coaches? Like, yeah. would they get your vote or not? And I wanted to reset things because remember, right when the right when the firing happened, we had a long pod where we went through like 20 candidates. Yeah. Well, as two months have surpassed have have elapsed now, it's it seems like there's been the candidates have gotten whittled down. So I, I wrote down nine candidates and I wrote space for a write a write in. Okay. okay. Just we're going to go through these nine candidates and right now they're on the ballot. Would you vote yes for them to be the hard. Nebraska? It's kind of hard. It's hard. Okay. First on the ballot, Lance Leipold, just to reset. Assistant coach, Nebraska, 2000 to 2003. He won six Division three national titles at Wisconsin Whitewater. He had six years at Buffalo. He was uh, winning seasons in the last four, including a 10-win season in 2018. He has Kansas at 6-3 and three this season. They are going to go to a bowl game. Kansas has been a train wreck. He's just in year two in Lawrence, Kansas. Lance Leipold is on your ballot. Okay, I need some clarity. Here. Okay. I need some clarity. When on you put somebody it? on a ballot, yeah. do I get how many votes do I get? The way I'm kind of approaching this is it's not like if you, a vote. It's an initiative on the ballot, like yeah, the Lance yeah. Leopold initiative. Yes, vote yes or I no. would vote. Yeah, it's not to say this isn't to say that because you voted for Lance Leipold, you I now vote cannot for vote for Dave or Aranda. I, or I'm not putting somebody over Mickey Joseph. Yes. Right. This is just like this. Just like he's on your, the ballot. Okay. Would you go no or yes? Okay. Lance Leipold. He's on the Bo Root ballot to be the next head coach in Nebraska football. You want me to fire first? Go first. I would vote yes. I my, would vote yes. My gut was saying yes because I know Lance, and I think he he 
is a good guy and is a really good football coach. I guess like it's this is hard because it's like when you if you vote yes for everybody, you know. Like, so I'm well, like, no, I vote. I mean, that's where it's going to be interesting. Like, I, I you have like, to really think about like, yeah. okay, like, because I think you know, put yourself in a position like, yeah. what do these like? How many guys are in the like? You know, it's like, well, there's ten guys that would be coat. Like, does that mean we're not being critical enough? Uh, but let's let's just keep going. I, I'm I'm maybe. Well, maybe as we go, you'll you'll yeah. start to filter these things out. Okay, but, yeah, but I would I'd vote yes. yes. I mean, obviously, we know about like I wish there was a little bit more of a sample size for him at this level. It's only been two years at Kansas. Uh, I think the jury's out a little bit on him as a recruiter potentially. Yeah. But again, like I think maybe what Nebraska needs is a grinder and a builder, and I think he's one of those guys. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, next on the ballot, Matt Campbell. I think he's had a tough couple of weeks, but you'd asked us before the season, or I mean, at the beginning of the season, once Frost was fired, I think, you know, I, I've talked to people that don't live in, in, in Nebraska and they're like, they all said, you'd be lucky to get Matt Campbell. This was a right. weeks ago. Right. And I'd probably say, I'd still probably say, yeah, to him. Are you a no For now? For some reason, I, I am going against, I'm hypocritical in that, like, I think we've one of one of the things I've talked about a ton is not overreacting to the good or to the bad in the moment. Like if you think a guy's good enough just because he lost for in Matt Campbell's case, a couple of close games, you don't want to write him off. But there gets there gets to a point there. He's four and five this year. It's like, man, if he if he's sitting there and he just won four games or he just won five games, not that you're trying to win the press conference. I just wonder what kind of shot in the arm does that give i want to hire that just yeah. like it's like woohoo see that's where this is where this just gets really tough because i'm trying not to do that but the guy you hire it's hard to hire somebody that's coming off a losing season I mean, it's just hard you almost can't it's so, i know so I, this is where I, i'm tor i'm torn on him because i'm trying not to be caught up in the moment me neither but Man, it's like, i just sort of my gut now i mean again i mean maybe i talk to me tomorrow i might change my vote but Again, five years. Let me reset for him. Five years at Toledo. He won nine games three different times. He's in year seven at Iowa State. He's gone to a bowl five straight years. He finished in the top 10 in 2020, but four and five this year. I do love that his expertise is in the offensive line. That's where he spent most of his coaching time, which would be something that would be good for oh, I think that's Nebraska. Be a big help. Uh, but I don't know. Like, that's where it's, it's hard. Because if you are making decisions, if you're Trev, you can't make decisions on what's going to make boosters or fans happy yeah. but at the same time there has to be excitement around the higher i just wonder like matt campbell gets announced if they win five games this year what's that reaction like that's tough i think he i think he's got some credibility in the midwest but it is it, he was hot two years ago and he's not hot right now yes that's always a rough moment to make your hire i think so I'm going to go vote no. You're voting yes. I'll vote yes. Dave Aranda, six and three this season. Wisconsin defensive coordinator for two from 2013 to 2015. LSU defensive coordinator 2016 2019. Yeah. I mean, I it, to me it is a resounding he's yes. He's been your favorite, and you kind of rubbed off on me. So I'm going to give a yes to. Like I would, I, he's the type of guy that I would maybe. I don't even know where you'd go about doing this. Like I would get a sign and put <laughs> it in my yard, like Aranda for head coach. And you're not a sign guy. And I'm so not a sign guy. But 
I would maybe do it. I mean, I yeah. like, I like, and the other thing I, I like that he has a relationship with Mickey Joseph, that they have history. I think, I think the best chance of keeping Mickey on is Dave Aranda. That's very, that's very true. So we're both voting. Yes. Yes. Okay. Chris Kleiman, Kansas state. I think he might be the best coach out there right now. I mean, he's winning big time at K state. He's getting no. Now maybe it's just because again, his first answer to the question was like, I ain't going anywhere. Gene Taylor, this athletic director is my guy. He was my guy at North Dakota state. Yeah. So maybe that's just been like, well, you know what? Well, you're not going to go. You're not even, maybe you're not even going to bother, but I mean, he's got, he's year four. He's has two eight win seasons. He's he's really kind of dominated Oklahoma. That's the part I'm just like, dang, and they kicked they our butt. Dominated Okie State. He's produced three NFL quarterbacks at North Dakota State. I think he would be a good fit geographically. I think he's got an eye for talent and development. North Dakota State fits what I think Nebraska would like that model, and he's yeah. done it at Kansas State. He he that guy is like he's been on the can pitch of like, yes, we can run the ball yeah. and we will run the ball. Like, I mean, that, there's been a lot of stuff going on. I'm like, yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of that with Chris Kleiman. A lot of rallies with Chris Kleiman that have been fantastic. Otherwise, Barack Obama. A lot of people. View third and three as a passing down. <laughs> what do you do? I say on third and short, get under the gosh darn center and run football. Yeah! <laughs> and as your head coach on third and short, or heck, even at the goal line, I'm not going to get in the shotgun. Yeah! <laughs> That's how you ball chicken to Bradley I mean, Nick, you're selling me right now. That's pretty good. Who here remembers the fullback position? Woo! If I'm your head coach, you better get used to seeing a whole lot of fullbacks out there. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Kleiman. Vote I'm Chris Kleiman and I approve this message. So yeah, I, I mean I would vote yes. I vote yes on Chris I mean, Nick, pa- you I mean- just sold pretty hard. You sold pretty hard on Chris <laughs> What's that is he's actually like he's out of the gun and does stuff. But, I mean, it's just it's funny to like. That's you know how to pander to oh, yeah. the Husker fans, you know. Kind of great. Oh, that's ridiculous. Okay, we're voting yes. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is what's popping? Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack, great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. (sighs) Do you want to save Mickey for last? Yes. Okay, moving on. This one's hard, too. Matt Rule. Let me reset where Matt Rule's at. Hey, Rosillo. Hey, Rosillo. Here's where Matt Rule is. 
He's just been fired five games into his third year at Carolina. At Temple, here's his record. Two and ten, six and six, ten and four, ten and three. At Baylor, took over a tough situation. One and eleven, seven and six, eleven and three. But I saw a note today and I fact checked it. During Matt Rule's tenure at Baylor, they never beat a ranked team. How you because you go, how do you win eleven games and you never beat a ranked team? I checked it. It's true. Never beat a ranked team. Matt Rule is Matt Rule has the negative. Yeah, Matt, Matt Rule, Rule hates, never beat a ranked team. At he Taylor. hates dogs too. <laughs> Fired by the Carolina Panthers. What did he do behind the scenes? <laughs> Nobody knows. But Matt Rule knows. <laughs> I'm Chris Kleiman. I approve this message. Yeah, Chris Kleiman. <laughs> Vote for me, Chris Kleiman, Nebraska. Nebraska's next guy's coach, Chris Kleiman. <laughs> uh, oh, Matt so, Rule thinks third and one is a shotgun passing down. Okay. But, Nebraska fans, I heard you like to run the ball. <laughs> well, Matt Rule loves to throw it 100 times a game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> For some reason, now I copped out writing this. I have undecided, which that can't. I mean, that's a lame way to do this. Why do I want to vote no? Here, I want someone to sell me on Matt here's Rule. Why. Here, here's the difference, because uh, Matt Campbell, it's different. Like Matt Campbell's not getting fired by Iowa State. He's lost a couple of tough games. Matt Rule just got fired by the Carolina Panthers quickly. Like they saw something in him and said, "This is not working with this guy." Now, that doesn't mean he's not a good coach. No. And he wouldn't be a good coach here. I'm just torn uh, by the fact that he was so quickly ousted at Carolina. Well, I'm always, that always makes me a little nervous about, like, that doesn't mean like Nick Saban, it didn't work at, at right. At, I'm not worried at all. Like right? Urban Meyer. I'm not Urban Meyer like, didn't work in the pros. So some guys aren't pro guys. Right. And what I don't know about rules, is he, is he just a great college coach and wasn't the right fit? Or is there something that just is kind of off on him that like the pros expose things faster? If they don't, if you don't connect with the players, they just say, get them out. Well, okay. I agree. The the other thing for me is when you get inside the numbers here of his of Baylor, like okay, he took over a disaster because of of all the 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 way things fell apart. Yeah, for uh, for Art Bryles, but like Art Bryles, here are the last handful of years. Art Bryles starting in 2011, they won that. ten and three, eight and five, eleven and two, eleven and two, ten and three. Then he gets then all hell breaks loose. So they had won three, eleven wins, ten, eleven wins, ten wins. He gets fired. Jim Grobe is the interim. He goes seven and six, disaster. <laughs> and then you know, then Rule takes over, and yeah, it was a train wreck in year one. You're two, so one win, you know, it's the whole one, one and 11 to 11 and three in three years. It's like, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is like, it's such, this is going to be such a different rebuild. So that that's my problem. I think with rules, like what you're saying is like, he's been a winner, but he's never had to deal with something like this. Like people say, turn the Baylor, like Baylor was winning, had an incident and then basically it's, kept winning. It's, it's different. And I would say there's a difference. There's rocky, there's turbulence to work through when it is kind of uh, 
like the football part of it, turbulence, which is what this Nebraska thing would be. And then there's like, there was just a whole bunch of bad things going on surrounding the program kind of turbulence. Those are two different kinds of turbulence to kind of navigate through. And what's hard, here's what's hard is what I don't want to have happen is because you and I are supporters. We chug the Kool-Aid. What I don't want to have happen is for us to sit here on November 9th and we're voting no for Matt rule. And then Matt rules hired he, and he might be the most likely candidate. From I, what I've heard, it seems seemingly like he is like yes, he's up there. And and I would think he would be viewed by most people as the like home run. Yeah. And for there's just something there. My, my, I'm dragging my feet a little bit on him. I always struggle too with people that I'm not as familiar with. Yes. Like, I really didn't watch his teams at Baylor. I didn't watch them at all the pro. So like. It's not a fair judgment. I'm sort of just going off of like, I don't know him, and I'm and I just it's like a right. gut it's like a gut reaction that I don't from not knowing him. I agree, and it's it's not fair. Like I've got to see more Matt Campbell, right? I've kind of been like more aware of what Kleiman's doing, you know, at North Dakota State. Yeah, like I'm just more aware of that. I, I mean, I know Leopold. I've met Leopold. Yes, you know those guys. I don't know him and i didn't really follow him at all at baylor so it's like it's it's probably not a fair judgment yeah but like that's almost where i don't want to say no to him yet because i think he's a very possible candidate i do too so i want to be undecided but i mean you could be an undecided voter i guess but i guess we're at the ballot you can't be like can i come back tomorrow and i would like to abstain i want to recess in this court and i'll be back tomorrow to vote on matt rule I'm going <laughs> to. Can I leave this piece of paper here and come back tomorrow to vote? I want to recount. <laughs> I want to recount. Okay. So uh, let's just move on from Matt Rule. Yeah. I don't even know what we voted for. All right. Next guy. <laughs> Jeff Munkin. Let me, let me give you Rosillo. Monkey Here's man. The monkey man. <laughs> Special teams coach, running backs coach at Navy from 2002 to 2007. He was the special teams coach and running backs coach at Georgia Tech for one year. Oh, by the way, Georgia Tech went 11 and three and finished in the top 15 in the country that year. He then was the Georgia Southern head coach for four years. Here is win totals in those four years. 10 wins, 11 wins, 10 wins, seven wins. He's now been at Army for nine years. He's has he's had eight or more wins five different times, including a 10 win and an 11 win season. He's only three and five this year. It's the only thing where, you know, the whole, like, well, how is it Matt Campbell gets ruled out? But Army's just more off the grid with stuff, that type of stuff. Nick, they got guys that are going through basic training and then right. having to, like, like shave your head! <laughs> yeah, it's like, they're going to the mess hall and, and you know, eating their three squares. Where it's, like, it's just a different world. It's like, a different world. For it's- them to win games is so impressive on any level. That's what I think. With the other expectations they have on them. Little it's little nugget. Nice. Mitch Sherman was on a Sportsman Iconic, and Mitch Sherman discussed Munkin. I didn't realize this, but apparently Trev Albert's son went to West Point, oh. and Trev Albert's son helped out with the football program and kind of worked for Coach Munkin. Trev paid close attention to the Army football program when he was the, the AD at UNO because, you know, at UNO doesn't have football. So, you know, and he's got a football team to kind of, you, know, you, you want to have like a reason to follow a team. So because of his son's connection to Munkin, he followed him. And I think he was impressed with the structure and organization and the way Munkin ran the program. So now you hear that and you're like, 
you know, so Nick, let's let's uh, let's rewind this. We did our last recap pod, and we turned, we finished, we were playing "Welcome to the Jungle." We were yes, banging we were our heads, turned yeah. off. And you, me, and you talked about for twenty minutes, Jeff Munkin and what the modern day option would look like at Nebraska. Right. If we went all in. If we pushed all our chips in, said we're doing it. We know what yeah. one thing that works here in this state, in this culture, with to these fans. It's selling out option football in the black shirts defense. And this is the one guy that you would like. We're just, he could do it. And, you know, at first we kind of scoffed at it. And then we started talking about it. And the more we talked about it, we were like, God, like, I know that sounds a little bit outrageous, like really running the old option again. Like, isn't that just dead? Isn't it dead? Isn't it hard to recruit? And you said something, you go, you still could get the best option quarterback in the country. You could always get the best option quarterback, the best, not the best, but a really good running back. Yes. And then it's like the linemen you recruit are a little different. Um, it's harder to recruit receivers. Remember that? It's like, it's hard to get those guys, but then it's just like, it's defense. But then the game, it's just, it's a manageable it's a, style to play. If you want to play smash mouth football, it is. I, I, it's hard, right? It's hard. It's hard. And I think the other thing that you you read about is Munkin's been up for a handful of power five jobs over the last handful of years. And I think a lot of athletic directors have a hard time really pulling the trigger on the option. You know, like it's not, it's not sexy and it's not sexy for recruiting because the, like the players that are going to run that are not necessarily pro players that option quarterback Tommy Frazier's they don't really have a spot in pros right right? the linemen they're not pass setting west coast offense blocking like these guys so there's a lot of this like get the guy the next level it's sexy it's it's good for recruiting to run the west coast or you know pro style or whatever or whatever you know whatever the new thing is the spread right yeah but I just think it's worth the look at. Oh, I can think it's- we win. Can we win doing that in college, regardless of the optics of the rest of the world? Well, and and I wonder the other thing too is like it's maybe not set in stone that would Munkin come here and and absolutely run the option? Maybe could not he, necessarily. Like he could may, maybe what Trev likes about him is like man, this guy knows like the structure, the organization, the discipline, the development, the, all that stuff is all the army stuff, all the army stuff. That stuff is awesome. You come in, you plug that in, in Lincoln and you, maybe you don't run the option, but you run something like, I don't know. Maybe Munkin's like, you know, like, listen, man, there's two things. I love three things. I love (laughs) in this world. My wife, my golden retriever and the option and ain't none of those strings going to change. Not one, not nary one country option. Three things, God, country, option. Jeff Munkin for Nebraska coaching job. I endorse this message. That's right. You want to get the job? That's how you get the job in Nebraska. That's why I don't know. I don't know if he's if his campaign slogan is God, country, option, or if it's like you know, hey, organize organization, good structure. We'll do it. Figure it out. We'll figure it out. I don't know. I'm intrigued by it because, like you said, I do think you got to be different in Nebraska. 
I think I think at Nebraska you've got to be different. This would be different. It would give you while it's a recruiting disadvantage in some ways, it does gives you a recruiting advantage where, like we've said, like think about it, you could truthfully go out there and get the best option quarterback. The best. You're never going to get the best pro-style quarterback or spread quarterback. You're never going to get that guy. Well, and the thing that we – so what we had in Nebraska was a feeder system in the state, too, in the high school. Everybody ran option. Crouch ran the option. Like, he came out of the womb, and they put him in diapers, and he was just like – I'll give Miller North this. They had all those – Miller North, you know, that pipeline – they all ran the option, right? From Bur- like all we ran kids. the. Think about it. We in, ran some option, at, yeah. Midget football. You and I ran the option. Yeah, it was just. Of course, you ran the option. Yeah, it was like, well, yeah. What? What, I mean, what do you we, mean? We had a bunch of other runs, but it's like, but yeah, you had the option too. Like, right. you always had right. the option. Um, and that was a big part of Nebraska high school. Um, and then when we went to the West Coast and spread, like, you watched everybody in high school morph away from the option. Right, and, and all that. of a sudden you go to like a Hickman. York football game and it's like they're airing it out a bunch and it's like oh I mean I like I, I saw like East I watched one of East games earlier this year and I think they threw ev- every down a high school game they threw it every down it's nuts I I was looking at even uh Baylor Shireman Creighton's uh the South Dakota State transfer that's a stud for Creighton this year mm-hmm. I wish I had the he uh, anyway, he was a great quarterback at uh at Aurora yeah and they aired it out he threw. 59 he threw for like through 40 touchdowns and like 5,000 yards and I, I my my when I read that I was an all-state quarterback I threw for w- like 1,200 yards <laughs> and 15 touchdowns that seemed like a lot though at the time yeah I remember Miz was like we're airing it out this year I was like yeah it was perfect though Iowa came and offered you they're like, yeah, they're like this for guy. instance like here's what I'm thinking <laughs> we're not gonna throw it much just don't fumble let the defense win the game you would have been actually. Can we be honest? I would have been. You would have been so perfect, good. I was the perfect Iowa quarterback because you would have been a forensic guy. You would have just been like, "I am going to do exactly what you want me." to I do. am going to be accurate. I'm not going to turn it over. I will. I, if I have to, I'll, maybe got to make one or two big throws a game. I'll make them. Yeah. Third and seven. Play like, action. Throw. I'm yeah. Boot. I'm hitting the tight end, moving the chains. But if for, this, for those who don't know, this is a <laughs> swear to God true story. Nick Ba, all state quarterback. Yes. Ferenz in Iowa basically tell our coach that if Nick wants to play, like he's got. It's, they said it's if he good. comes, they said if Nick wants to play football, if he comes to our football camp, we'll offer him a scholarship and we won't recruit. And we won't recruit another quarterback. Yeah. I miss. I vividly remember Coach Mazursky telling me that, and I was just like, and you didn't consider it. I was like, no, nah. no, you. It wasn't even like, man, this is a hard decision. <laughs> it was like you didn't even consider no. that, which now you think. I'm like, like, whoa, that's a huge deal. One of 50 like schools in the country that the whole country is of quarterbacks is trying to get to. Yeah. You're like, oh, no, 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 I'm a basketball player. Like well, you wouldn't consider yourself. Well, a it, was two, it was twofold. It was like I only viewed myself as a basketball player. And I was like, I, I'm i not going to go play for play football. The, the idea of putting on another football helmet Nick, that didn't have an in on it was just like in two, and especially in 2002, like Iowa started getting respectable like 2005 and six when it was like Chad Greenway and yeah. Abdul Hodge were there. Um, but even, I mean, I remember in like the early late nineties, early two thousands, we kind of were just like, Iowa was, was like, nah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so 
but, but no, I would have been the, I would have been the perfect. The funniest part though is you didn't, didn't even, even not a consider second. that even a, an option. I'm not even sure if I went home and like my dad was like, I don't. Even, I mean, I'm sure I re relayed it to him, but like, it, I don't even know if it was that made the dinner conversation. <laughs> I'm not sure. Think you know, when your that. parents like, anyone, anything happened today? Anything interesting? I was. I might have been like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Iowa offered me a scholarship in football, but no, nothing, nothing really. That's how little that was in your brain. Like, <laughs> I didn't you're like, care about it. Uh, but see, the difference if that happened to me, where it was like, like you I'm got offered to break. Like, <laughs> what's, yeah, the the what's the equivalent? Like basketball school. Like they, I've been like, I can't believe I got a basketball scholarship. Right, I know. Like, but then you were the the, the I, and it makes sense where Frank Solich offers you a scholarship at Nebraska football camp. You take it on the spot, and Frank tried to be like, "Well, should you want to go home and no. think about it?" You're like, "No." No, no, I don't. I would like to take that scholarship off. I will take it. That's and great. And you can't take it back. And you can, uh, you can take it back, right? That's, that's how I thought. Uh, this is binding. I literally thought it was like, I got him. Like, I, got, I can't believe they <laughs> can't believe they did you that. You pulled a fast one on yeah. at dinner. You were like, I pulled a fast one on <laughs> Frank today. You won't believe this. I got it. <laughs> I can't believe they did it. So we're talking, right? I trick him and offered me a scholarship. Take it. <laughs> Oh, I take it. I took it. Okay, I don't know how we got under that with Jeff Munkin, but I would vote yes. I mean, am I embarrassed that I like at this point I'm like I'm so intrigued by it. I well here oh, again. I know what man. I wanted to say. I know what I wanted to say. Here's the problem with this, but I don't. It seems absurd to even be thinking like this. I do feel like selling out. Like if let's say Munkin is God country option. God country <laughs> option. Jeff Munkin for Nebraska football. <laughs> Let's say Jeff Munkin is God country option. I I really think that's really funny, but I really think that you're probably conceding that you're never winning a national championship. The Nick Bob podcast is brought to you by Pella windows and doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. By Pella, won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Can you... Now, but my question, is that even like... Are we even thinking like that? Okay, anymore? but here, here's where... like. But can so, you go here's what I, here here's look at the, you what's living so in nineteen ninety seven. Here's what's so intriguing. There's a part of me that just thinks we're kind of been we've been trying to play the other people's game for a long time. Oh now. yeah. And I don't know that like that being so contrarian about this isn't our best chance to make a splash. Like I just feel like trying to play the recruiting game. And yeah, the like I just feel like you're just never gonna be Ohio land, State. We're if you're landlocked be Nebraska, small population, talent pool, not huge. In a world that has with TV rights and things that like the attention's been spread out more social like we still have a lot of good things 
going for us being Nebraska, but not like we did 20, 30 years ago where it was like we had the we were the the right. name brand. Like now we're one of many name brands with a lot of constraints. Some things are benefits, but God, I just think I don't know if I want that. I'm just very like it's very intriguing. Oh, it's intriguing. Like the more I talk about, the more intrigued I am. I know. And and what's hard is I think a lot of people would view Oh, you want Jeff Munkin? Oh, living in the past, huh? What are you going to Blockbuster Video tonight? Hey, this guy wants Jeff Munkin and run the app. I go to would go to Blockbuster. First of all, I would love one. to go to Blockbuster. Video I would tonight. love it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I love the option. I, if I, I love it. Out- <laughs> I, I like Blockbuster. I go to libraries, and the option is great football to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, but but I guess what I'm saying is a lot of people are like look at Nebraska always trying to go back in time. It's like I actually think this would be like like you were saying this is actually a it's 20 a years away when everybody is zigging. Yeah. You know, like it's 20 years. It's not going back in the uh, sense of like we're living in the past. It's to me, it's like <sighs> is it an opportunity? Especially like if you can, it's all about the lines. So like if you can, you, if you tried to do that with a beastly big offensive line, like a big vicious offensive line versus like what army's trying to do is like, they're trying to do it with like cadets that are like, these yeah. dudes are two sixty and they're scrappy, yeah. but they're not, they're not like what we had in the pipe. But just think about if you put, I think that's the intriguing thing that maybe Trev's think about. It's like, man, what if you, what if you just took every, the infrastructure and the development and the whole program and just put it in Lincoln and gave, what you're saying, bigger, faster, stronger, bigger, faster, athletes. stronger. That's what we did, Nick. That's what we did, and it was very successful. It was like you're telling me you don't thoroughly enjoy. Here comes the here comes the quarterback down the line. They someone someone doesn't take the quarterback. He darts up. He gets eight yards, and then you hit the dive that one time. And it, uh. let me just tell you something, Nick. We played Nickel <laughs> State in 2006. And that week of practice was the worst. Did they run the, they ran the option? They ran the true option. <laughs> true, like, wishbone, like, the, the wing bone option. And, like, I'm just like, you know, we beat them, and we, we beat them pretty good. But, like, man, like, you get used to playing spread. Right. You, you get used to playing pro style. And then somebody it's comes out and does world. that, and it's like a bloodbath. And they're just <laughs> – you're not used to it. So, like, it's such an advantage – to play somebody that is so not used to playing against that style. And so that's where like my intrigue, my intrigued thought on this is like with the pipeline, with we can NIL paid these dudes to come here, you know, new facilities, you know, rebuild that high school sort of pipeline to get us some some more right. some more walk on, some more dudes that we just kind of get freebies on. Right. Um mandate at at the at the government level that all high school all high school football programs have to run the option. You know who's our new governor? <laughs> Jim Pillen. Jim Pillen. Jim Pillen will put it on the ballot. He's a former Husker. Oh, oh yeah, right. He recovered the fumble the, yeah. in the 79 game, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. he'll put it on uh, the ballot. Yeah. Imagine that. Mandating all like you get you get you go into sixth grade. They hand you a football and, and a playbook that says to, option on uh, it. You have to run it. But uh, so okay, we went really long on on Munkin. Yeah, well, real brief. We're way too excited about Munkin. Uh, we need to. I think he's just like the new shiny toy. He's 
Munkin, we've been in class for a semester, and all of a sudden there's a new girl in class, and we're like, check it out. Check out Munkin. Munkin? Well, I don't know. I don't even know if it's the new girl. I think it's <laughs> it's like... It's like... I don't even know what to say. But well, it's, like, it's, going it's, to Munkin's like going to a new school. It's like, that's like, you're going to the option, you know, option high, you know, you're going to option high versus. Oh, man. Pro- we're, we're way too. You people think we're drunk on Munkin Kool Aid here. It's just, I love Munkin the is the most intriguing. Like, after you told me he's a legit candidate last week. I mean, that's what it was. Kind of been as. stuck in my brain. Me too. I can't get. And it's not, it's not the like, well, oh, good news. It's like, thinking through being contrarian in this moment in time that is what's intriguing it's like gosh do do we get an edge from it does that give us an edge or does it i mean i guess what what could be worse losing three games a year like we're already i mean winning three that's what we do this year (laughs) right we've been winning three to five games for six years like Let's try something different. I know? bet the rest of the... I, I do wonder if the rest of the conference would be like... And Nebraska or Jeff's Monk and everybody just be like, oh, God. They'd hate us, but we'd be such a pain in the butt to play. Oh, okay. So... Ground control, run the clock, Nick. Oh, breaking tackles. Just salute. After every after every first down, all 90,000 salute. salute. Oh, man. Oh, Jeff Munkin. I like you. Okay. Okay, we better breeze through. Yeah, this. okay. Uh, next candidate. I, this this guy follows in my day uh it my my Matt Rule area. Bill O'Brien. I don't why you look at I, I looked up his you look at his Wikipedia and his resume. His resume is fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, was with the Patriots for five years, different roles, wide receiver coach, quarterback coach, was the offensive coordinator. He was the Houston Texans head coach for a handful of years. He was the head coach of Penn State. He's now calling plays at Alabama. Like if you were to blind, you know, you'd just be like, this candidate was with Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. And, you know, you would you would be like, fuck, this guy's great. Why am I dragging my feet with Bill O'Brien? Are you Uh, dragging your feet with Bill O'Brien? Not as much as most people are. I think I I, I don't know if I felt like many people were as excited about him. Um, He doesn't get me. I I think I'd probably vote yes, but I would vote yes on Bill Bill O'Brien. Okay, look at you. Your team, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, he, he, I got to, I mean, I, I didn't get to know I was, him. I was wondering, there was a, was he was there when you were there? Yes. There wasn't even like walking in the hall, like, well, yeah, you know, there the, was the closed mouth, like nod. I mean, we, yeah, you talk and see each other, but you, like, if you're not in the position room, you don't speak. He call you by your number. Hey, 91. <laughs> hey, 91. What's up? Who's that? Hey, 91. Hey. hey that? That. Okay. So Bill O'Brien, we're voting yes. I'd vote. Yeah. probably. Should. All right. Uh, we, we had a lot of jokes on this guy, Gary Patterson. Uh, After last week, I'm gonna vote no. <laughs> I mean, we, we was first, he's the special assistant to the head coach, which sounds like Dwight Schrute was like assistant to the regional manager. Assistant regional manager. <laughs> you mean a special assistant to the defensive end? It's like no, no, no. You mean special assistant to the special head coach? Is that what you coach. mean? Thank you very much. Uh, but he's special assistant to the head coach at Texas. Wouldn't have called it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. People need to go listen to the last five minutes of our last pod. But, okay, so he's 62 years old. He spent the majority of his career in the Big 12. But he won a lot. 22 years at TCU. Yeah. There's a mutual parting of ways. Clearly, he left. He didn't leave the cupboard bare. Like, t- TCU is rolling with a lot of the guys that he recruited and yeah. developed. Now, there could be the argument made that, like, because they got they changed coaches all of a sudden, you know, boom, they take off. But he won six conference titles as a coach. One in the Big 12, four in the Mountain West, one in Conference USA. He's a two-time APA, AP Coach of the Year. Um, really good coach. I, I always wonder though, is he 
is he at the the twilight? Is, I think he of, is. How I old think is he? 62. Is he watching Matlock having prunes and going to bed? Is he showing up Nick. at Texas Roadhouse at Nick. 445? Old Country Buffet reserves <laughs> a spot for <laughs> Poor Gary Patterson, what did he ever do to us? Why did we do this? <laughs> <laughs> it's an old country buffet. Matlock prunes. Oh my god. What are we doing? Poor Gary. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, but no, but it feels a little bit like it, it feels like you're getting a guy that that's at the tail end which i don't I know i don't know what guy. i think of that i think I, it takes a lot of energy to be the next guy here for 10 years and i agree so uh, i'm dragging my feet i'm probably gonna vote no i'm gonna reluctant no because he's he's proved he's a great coach most of these guys they don't want to do anything else um right i would say i would vote no with the very likely scenario we need to do a recount <laughs> <laughs> It might be. I'll be like, there's some hanging chads on those Gary Patterson votes. I want to recount. I don't trust the machines. Oh my god! Okay, this is getting out of control. Okay, before we circle back to Mickey, there's going to be a write-in area. Anybody want to write in? I mean, I wrote down Lane Kiffin. I mean, how about my guy? I proclaim my love for Pat Fitzgerald and my man Patty Fitz has gone on to have a horrendous year. I but maybe that's when you get him. Take him. I would I is it sad that I would still take that dude in a heartbeat. But they are on the struggle bus this year. They are the only win is against Nebraska. They're one and eight. But maybe you're getting it. I mean, you are getting you're getting a bit the low, you know, you're getting Walton, the Celtics getting Walton in 86, you know, like yeah. you're like, you're, everybody thinks I mean, it's all, I don't know what it is about Fitzgerald, but like he's proven, like, you know, some guys have proven it to you. Um, yeah, but he, he's taken it to a point yeah. where it's like, okay, you know, I think is, he, for whatever reason, like Fitzgerald, we know he's what he's working with at Northwestern. It's like, you gotta be this good academically. They, you know, it's just, it's such a harder yeah, recruit for sure. Um, that I just, I feel like, I just trust that he's a good coach. It's hard. It's hard because I'm so hypocritical. Like I won't hire Matt Campbell because he's had he's having like a bad moment. And like Northwesterns went three and nine last year. They're going one and eight. And I'm like Fitz, bring yeah, it in. That's but Fitz but, is, but Fitz is to me Fitz's track record is more proven than Matt Campbell's. Well, and here's the thing about Fitz, it's a Big Ten track record. It's like the right. most relatable skill set you could possibly have for Nebraska. So, like this guy in the Big Ten West has been. He's won it a couple times with way less resources and player. I mean, that's where you go. Okay, this guy. So he good. would you? I would write if I had to write in. I'd write in Patty Fitz. Yeah. Okay, circling back to Mickey. Where are we at on Mickey? It feels so. To actually not vote for Mickey feels like I might get like oh, I, I would deported vote for out of like because here here's where I'd stand. Like, there's a lot of these guys I'd give, I'd take, but like. If you said it's Mickey over the uh, over some of these guys that I would say yes to, I would still feel good because like I still like the idea of Mickey. If we don't have the slam dunk, who I don't know who it is. Sometimes that makes me feel Jeff like Munkin. Mickey. Well, Munkin's working his way up. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Sorry, but keep keep going. Uh, I just think Mickey. 
I don't know. It's it's gotten really a way harder to hire Mickey. Now. It, it definitely has. I mean, it's hard. I wouldn't feel like if it gets announced that Mickey's the guy, I would like, I feel like the program's in, in the hands of a guy that you know is going to work his ass off. He yeah. loves it. He knows the, the, you know, like there, there are a lot of things that make you feel comfortable with him being the guy, yeah. but it's just so hard because you just don't, there's no way there's just the, the element of the unknown for him is big. You know, like, can he truly be a CEO? Can he cast a vision and a style? Like, what does he want his style of play to be? Who's he going to hire? What offense does he want to run? Like, you don't. Yeah. And the one thing that's interesting is that, like, his best attribute as a coach is his ability to recruit. And I wonder if being a head coach, if actually you're, like, recruiting as a head coach, you're probably not on the road pounding the pavement as much. No, but he's also it's a bigger platform, right? It's, it's a it's more sway because it's the head guy. I mean, I think Mickey will do awesome as the head yeah. coach recruiter. I think Mickey's what's not known about Mickey is, and this is I think Mickey's gonna suffer because of because Scott Frost went from coordinator to head coach like pretty quick trajectory. I think that that's probably works against Mickey. Frost never had to learn the hard lessons as a head coach. That's something we we talk about right. a lot. Very good point. He Frost never had to learn the hard lessons at U, at UCF. Right. Gets to Nebraska, goes through all of them here, uh, and it kind of like I mean I think that partly like just took the derailed wind him. Out. Yeah, it derailed him. Took the wind out of his sails. He was kind of not the guy who came in For here sure. winning. Right. So I think with Mickey, this is the hardest part about Mickey. You gotta love the recruiting. You gotta love the presence he has and the connection with players. He's never learned the hard lessons either as a head coach. For sure. And so the Munkins, the Kleimans, the Patty Fitzes. The Patty Fitzes, they've learned all the hard lessons. Gary Patterson, he's learned all the hard lessons. Right. So we make fun of his Yeah, old I didn't country call buffet. It. Yeah, right. Old country buffet, but the dudes, that dude's 20 years, two-time coach of the year learn the lessons like that to me is the part where the 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 hard part with hiring mickey is is you have to go way farther out in a limb because he's never gone through the things a lot of these head coaches have to go through before they're ready to be like now i'm ready to win here's something to think about with mickey is this statement i'm about to make true of all the candidates reasonable candidates that are like realistic candidates i should say would Mickey recruit at the highest level? Like, would he, would the recruiting at Nebraska be the best of all the other candidates? Now, that's not to say that the, then the football output would be the best because there's a lot more that goes into it than that. But would Mickey Joseph get Nebraska to recruit at the highest level with everyone else? A part of me thinks yes. Um, I think the other coaches would have to come in and recruits would have to see, would have to see the winning where Mickey kind of has the ability to just like get guys. But if we don't win, I think that would put the ceiling on it. Maybe. Good right? point. So I don't know. There's a, there's a mix there. I think probably yes. Mickey's seemingly the best recruiter um, of all these. Of Which all these that's teams. something. But at the same time, like, even if you're a great recruiter and your program's not winning, like it gets still, it would get hard for Mickey to keep recruiting. Yes. And, and again, we've seen like 
just because you're recruiting at a high level doesn't necessarily guarantee you like there's still a lot that has to go into it after you go bring in some talented dudes. So yeah. I I I think I would still vote yes on Mickey. Yeah. But it's a very interesting candidate, as we've talked about for freaking two months here. He's an interesting candidate to kind of sink your teeth into. I think but the other part of Mickey is just like retaining. I think he's proven so valuable to the state of Nebraska. Like, right. We, we need to sell out to try to keep him here I, I, I one can, way or the other. I, I cannot believe that we're taught. Like, I did not think he would coach his way into being a legitimate candidate. I yeah. really didn't. Yeah, I, I really, really did not. Um. I still, my number one choice is still Aranda, I think, with Mickey on staff. Munkin's on the, I mean, he is just like, he's Munkin's a rising star in this whole conversation. We love, we love climbing. It's just like, I feel like he's yeah. like, puts, he put us in the friend zone. Climbing put us in the friend zone. Uh, I feel like, I feel like, you know, it's like we, we, we didn't know Matt Rule. He went to another school and, and we heard, we heard like a bad rumor about him. So we, she cheated on her last boyfriend or something like that. Like, you know, like we. It's not true though. The thing about what what they're I saying know. about Matt Rule, it's not true. I, yes. So we need to give Matt Rule. I, I think we need to give Matt Rule a real shot for sure. We yeah. we got to go hang with Matt Rule to get him better. I, we need to have more open mind about Matt Rule. There's no question about that. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, oh my God, we're n- n- Michigan game. Good lord, line is thir- The Michigan's favored by thirty one. No, uh, maybe Nebraska say it out loud. Nebraska is a 30 point, 31 point dog right now. Michigan's 9 0. They're ranked third in the college football playoff rankings. I mean, they're out for blood. They're out for style points because they got to go. They can't go muck around with Nebraska. You know, it's not going to impress the committee. But I mean, the, the defensively, number one rush defense in the country, number two in yards allowed, third in scoring defense, ninth in sacks. Offensively, they're the fourth rushing offense in the country. Blake Corum's the fifth leading rusher in the country. Casey Thompson's status is still uncertain. I would think he's likely out unless, you know, Miyagi's going to Ann Arbor. And Casey Thompson's going to play? Casey Thompson's going to play! You throw it, Palmer. <laughs> Very good. Yes. <laughs> Casey's son. Casey's son. No handoff. Throw deep. Palmer. <laughs> Is that is that a is that a terrible Miyagi? Is that even close to him? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think that's him. I don't think so. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you, audible, pass play, uh, no throw, short. Miyagi son, Miyagi son, Casey son, no handoff, throw. Okay. Chubba. Chubba. Pachon? Pachon? Paint fence? <laughs> you paint offense, Logan. You paint fence? You buff car, Logan. Buff. Good. Oh, Sean buff. Mathis. Show me. Paint fence. Show me. Wax off. Wax off. That's how you get around. Offensive lineman. <laughs> Need to bring Miyagi. Miyagi needs to go. If Miyagi, if I, if if Miyagi walked off the plane, if we get a video of like, here comes, here comes Mickey Joseph and the Miyagi's behind him. I'm taking Nebraska money line. We need to get Miyagi teaching us. Oh God. Okay. Uh, Miles Farmer's out. Unfortunately, suspended. He got a DUI, so that's a big problem too. Um, I mean, do you see any roadmap oh, to oh, winning this game? Street's gotten us all. It's, there's no question. <laughs> I mean, there's no question about that. Do you see any roadmap to winning this game? 
Um, I mean, you want to say never say never, but it's like, man, this is the closest thing to like something really good has to happen early and give us hope. I mean, it, this is a game where something's got to bounce our way. They got to they got to make a big mistake, fumble, and we score. You know, something like that's got to go get us an early momentum. I mean. You've seen these games the last handful of years. Like these teams were like, we're going to get thrown. Sometimes you're just in it. Uh, and sometimes Rutgers hung in there a little bit with Michigan last week. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not impossible, but at the same time, it's just because what's hard is like, to me, I'm like the game plan is smothers, run it, control it. It's like, you're not going to be, it's really the best chance of beating them would be Casey and the bombs, right? I mean, you're not going to go like, yeah, Trey Palmer, still Trey Palmer. You're not going to go roll up your sleeves. You're like, all right, Michigan, put him up. Like, you know, it's not what you just, you just got to play smart. And I mean, it's not out of this. It's not out of it's the not realm impossible. of possibilities right. to win. Like we're good enough that we can beat Michigan one out of 15 times or something or 20 times, whatever. Yeah. That's all you got to do. This has got to be the one out of 20, but like, you know, we're not beating this team half the time we play them. Not even close. It's just, I'm nervous about this one. Really, really nervous about this one. When Vegas says 30. I mean, 30, dog. We're, I mean, th- when Vegas says 30, that's that's I, that's a big state. I'm just nervous at this this game. I just hope that this game doesn't turn into, remember uh, the, the Ohio State game when Tommy Armstrong got hurt early and it ended up 62 to 3. Uh, at Ohio State or Mich- Frost year one at Michigan. Oh, yeah. That bitch was like 39 nothing at yep. half. It was like, I'm just. But, th- but this is like where, uh, like, you want to. It's wild. This team, Nebraska hung with this team last year. I know. We had them beat. And I mean, then a- Adrian fumbled. Right. Like, so this is where Mickey. You'll learn a lot about Mickey in this game. Like, if we just get thromped, that's bad for Mickey. Very bad. Win or lose, if we play tough and hang around, really good for Mickey. Yes. So this will be telling just like how focused and tough these guys, like, and are these guys going to quit? Are these guys, you know, like that's, that's something you got to keep, you know, as a head coach, finding that thing, find that thing to get your guys right. Believing that you're going to win this week when nobody thinks you're going to win. Or Vegas says you're losing by 30 and you're like, we're going to do it. You know, like that's a hard, that's a hard, right chasm to jump it's hard to, to i mean the 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 way to do it probably is if casey's out which you assume he is i mean probably just a lot of quarterback run game with smothers and just hope you can you'll catch him off guard with like some different looks with smothers running the ball and it's hard yeah. to i mean they're the number one rush defense so it's hard to think that that's you're gonna be able to but you gotta you're gonna it's have to do something to, different it's hard you, to stop that too i just don't think you can go back there and like would have chubba you know, try to do his best Casey Thompson impression against him. It's just not going to work Please on a variety don't. of levels. So Please don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I again, I don't score position. I, I 30s a lot. I mean, I, I don't think this weekend is going to go well, but. No, probably not. <laughs> All right. We are 90 minutes into this. Oh, we spent we've done it again. Way, we spent way too long on Jeff Monk. It was so fun, though. Okay. Nick, I'll tell you what, if we could do it over, I'd do it again. That's okay. All right. So you you took your flu shot and all that stuff. You're getting tired. Let's get you out of here. Let's go. Let's 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 hit let's hit the hay. Let's go. I'm out of here. Let's go. Let's go.